Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, we're going to be talking Bitcoin as that continues to move higher, uranium stocks as those have had a pretty tough month of February, as well as probably biotech and the broad averages. We are chatting with T.G. Watkins, director of stocks over at Simpler Trading, also editor of the Profit Pilot website. TG just got back from the Traders Expo in Vegas. He gave a handful of presentations, and uh, it was actually quite interesting talking to TG about that expo off mic. TG, let's get right into the markets here, talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is above 53000 as we're chatting today. It's up about $2,000 just today, and quite frankly, this 53 level, this is a breakout from the recent kind of flat trading we've seen for the second half of February brings into question how sustainable is this run is Bitcoin going back to all-time highs TG what are your models telling you about this Bitcoin run uh, well so far it's still going uh, which is pretty impressive and amazing but great to see you know Bitcoin itself has been leading the way and then we've been watching the miners which have definitely been more volatile and there definitely are winners and losers in the miner space but they keep working out. I mean, this morning we had Mara and Riot and all the other Bitcoin miners pop up, which was a little surprising. I wasn't quite expecting it to be just today. But for Mara, which is the one that we've been trading, we got out at the double top, we took some profits, and then it pulled back to the daily 21. And I was kind of like, okay, are we going to hold the 21 and move up? Or is this going to be a failure? And uh, it, it worked out in a spectacular way. Mara, I think, is up 20% today. So we're happy to still have a position in there. And we added to a couple of our other Bitcoin-related positions this morning. So just kind of continue to ride that wave. And um, yeah, I mean, you guys are asking about, hey, were people who talk about Bitcoin to 100,000? I mean, I, I don't know about that. You know, we'll have to see and how long it's going to take. But I, I do think Bitcoin's going to be making new highs. I think this thing is on its way. Uh, of course, it got a little frothy in 2020. It did pull back, it corrected, it kind of built its base. And now it's on a healthy uptrend. And really, it's just kind of a matter of how long it's going to take to get wherever it's going to go. But I do think we're going to be seeing Bitcoin making new highs sometime in the future. Well, TG, with Bitcoin starting to really move again and gain some momentum, and as you say, the the crypto miners finally starting to get a little life again. They've been quite a roller coaster ride, but everything's confirming an uptrend. Are you feeling that same way about things like Ethereum and the other altcoins? Are they playing along? You know, I don't really follow too many others, but it's funny you did say Ethereum because I I do look at that. You can either do slash ETH or the ETF, which is ETHE. And that one I, I noticed today, I was like, wow, that one's even up. It looks like it's up even more than Bitcoin, or at least the, the, the way that the chart is gearing up is even more than Bitcoin. So it seems to me across the board, as far as Bitcoin and Ethereum, they are doing very well. They're both moving up strongly. And then the Bitcoin miners are also moving up uh, pretty strongly as, as long as you find the, the winners or the leaders in that group. As I said, there are some leaders and laggards for sure. So you got to pick the right horse to, to race with. Bitcoin had a very tough 2022, 2023. It started to move higher. And then now 2024, we're seeing another breakout. I know you can't really put timelines on just how much quicker this could go, but the fact of the matter is Bitcoin is volatile. And I think traders seem to like that volatility, especially when it's to the upside. But how do you think Bitcoin has in a way separated itself from a lot of the other markets here due to its, its breakout and almost its ability to trade on, I guess, its own merits? 
Well, because I, I think that's what it is, is that it's on its own merits. That, that was the whole thing that, I mean, ever since inception, Bitcoin was supposed to be its own thing and be something revolutionary and get away from the centrally planned economy and, you know, dollars and stuff like that. And it's it's had its, you know, ups and downs. But and then we really kind of saw the acceptance of it in 2020 when it kind of went crazy. And then it, it kind of maybe got maybe a little ahead of its skis back then. And so everybody had to kind of calm down. Interest rates were going up. Okay, let's really see. And the fact that I think that it actually survived through all that and like kind of cooler heads prevailed and then it took its time to kind of recoup itself. And now we have how many Bitcoin ETFs and all that just got approved. Coinbase beat the SEC as far as their lawsuit. I mean, everything is going in Bitcoin's way. The lawsuits are winning. The ETFs are gaining traction and popularity and acceptance. And now it's got its whole own ecosphere. So I, I don't really see any problems here. And I think it's kind of maturing and coming into its own. So this seems to really be doing a, a good job, which is why we've been keeping a pretty close eye on it and trading it for sure. Yeah, it's pretty interesting just to see the different stages that we've seen in the cryptoverse really over the last dozen years. And this seems to be a definite up leg in the whole sector, as you say, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, the miners, and I've noticed a lot of other altcoins playing along. And it does seem like on the, the news side, everything is playing into its favor. So we'll definitely keep tabs on the cryptocurrencies. But let's look at another sector we've talked about in the past, TG, and it's had a wild ride as well. And that's the uranium sector and the uranium stocks. Uh, if you look back just the last couple of years, it's been on a wild ride. It had a big run 2020, 2021, a corrective year in 2022, 2023, a slow year to start, but then an epic rise at the end of last year. 2024 so far was a pretty nice pop in January, but then February, a pretty hard correction. When we talked last time, we were looking at the 50-day moving average, but it looks like a lot of these stocks are breaking down through that. What is your read on the uranium stocks today? Yeah, so last time we did talk, we were kind of experiencing some turbulence. And, and at that point, I was like, we talked about, hey, you know, if you're going to be getting into this stuff, make sure you have good entries because having a good entry will allow you to handle some of this turbulence and noise. But if you get in right at the top and if it pulls back immediately, then you get tagged out, you know, that kind of thing. And the reason why we were starting to change our tone last time and be a little bit more, I don't know, wishy-washy with saying, hey, you know, entries matter and, you know, run it until the wheels fall off. Well, now this is the reason why is because if you look at CCJ and you look at some of the other ones, they really did break their daily 50s. Now, I know sometimes it's not clear if they break their daily 50s or not because, yeah, sometimes they go below it and then recover. But this one was pretty darn decisive. I mean, CCJ alone, and I think it was actually on earnings, dropped straight through its daily 50 on one day and then just kept sinking and never found any kind of recovery. And then uh, I'm even looking at UEC, U, let's see, UEC and uh, that one straight through its daily 50 where it had been holding its daily 50 pretty well before. So, you know, you might give some back at the end of a move. That's why you can never catch 100% of the move. And something like this, it, it gave you a sign. When something is that bad, that rough, and just like blows through all of its moving averages, then you got to take that as a signal. Not to mention that these things had had a really good run. A lot of these names were starting to reach those outer boundaries on the weekly and on the monthly timeframes. And so it's like, okay, well, we don't know when the, this is going to end. So, you know, just keep your tight, your stops tight. Make sure you have good entries when you do. And if you give a little bit back at the end for an answer, then that's okay. And, you know, for now, I, I still can't say that the uptrend is over because clearly these things are up, but it definitely looks like it's going to be taking a longer term consolidation at this point. And so for me personally, 
trades off. The long side is over. We're going to have to just wait until this thing sets up again. It could definitely move lower, but in a, it would be in a range. And I'm looking at the at a lot of these uranium stocks just very, very far away from their monthly 10 SMAs. And so it's going to probably take some time for this to digest and consolidate and have those moving averages come back up. You know, if you look at any stock in the past that has had really big moves, they take months to finally consolidate and uh, they do move in big ranges. So for now, that's if you really want to be a longer term position trader for uranium, you're probably going to go through some turbulence for the next several months. And then we'll kind of just keep an eye on it from there. So does that mean you're watching for, let's say, URA, the monthly chart more so than anything, because you think this consolidation or whatever it turns out to be might take months, like you said? Uh, I'm I'm aware of what the monthly chart is doing and the fact that it got price got really far away from the monthly 10. So the fact that now that things have broken that their their current uptrend tells me, yes, this is going to probably take some time. Now, as far as the next possible entry, I'm not going to be watching the monthly. I'll be aware of it, but I'll probably be watching something like the daily chart with a little bit of combination of the weekly. Like even URA has now broken its weekly 21. That is a decisive change of trend right now. So expect turbulence, expect some chop flagging around, and then we'll just have to see over the next few weeks or months, however long this takes, if we can pinpoint the next time it actually starts to hold these moving averages and decides to move up if that's the direction it's going to. If not, then you just keep waiting. Well, TG, since we're talking about where support may come in on the uranium stocks, one area that a lot of investors look at just in the broad marketplace is the 200-day moving average. I don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about it because we're usually on shorter time frames with you, like the 50 and the 21-day. But do you look at things like the 200-day moving average, or would you use something like a shorter-term weekly average? I personally would use the shorter term. The 200-day can be important, and I always keep it on my chart. Uh, but it's really mostly important when, say, a new trend begins, because that's when the 50 crosses over the 200, and that can be important. And then in a situation like this, again, if we're just referencing URA, uh, the 200 is pretty far down there. I don't know if it's going to touch it or not, but it's pr the 50 is probably too far away from the 200, and that's why it needs to consolidate for a little bit. And you know, maybe there's a point at which the daily chart does touch the 200 and stays above it or something. So you know, it can be important, but it's not something I'm really looking at or considering right here, right now, because it's just it's not relevant. So, TG, let's move over to any other sectors that you are seeing outside of just simply the broad averages that are holding right around these all-time highs. What are some other individual sectors that you've noticed uptrends in that you are liking? Well, since we're talking about the uranium stocks and kind of you, you run them until the wheels fall off, well, then the next question is NVIDIA and the AI stuff and chips and all that. I, I personally am a little amazed that the market is holding up as well to, as it is, but you know we've got NVIDIA really kind of keeping things on, and uh, AMD is still holding up fairly well. You know we got the craziness with SMCI now. SMCI has pulled back sharply, uh, then it recovered, and then it had a secondary offering, so it's down again, and it could be consolidating too. So we're going to have to kind of see what that does, but. You know, other things like Google's not doing very well. Apple's not doing well. Amazon is doing better. And Microsoft, let's see, I think Microsoft is, yeah, Microsoft is just kind of consolidating right here too. So the market seems like it could be interested in consolidating rather than pulling back. And the internals and the things that I see are kind of saying like, yeah, this market's overbought and it's kind of getting up there and the internals aren't great, but they're not that bad. And so I am wondering what's going to be happening next. But until we really see something definitively breaking down, 
or the market really changing, which is not yet, then we keep sticking to the upside and going with it and just till until something's more definitive, kind of like that uranium stuff. I mean, look, we still have Bitcoin running. So, you know, we've still got a lot of energy out there. Heck, even Carvana popped up on earnings and uh, we've got a lot of things that are still moving on us. Well, another sector that you thought may be getting into gear is the biotech. Now, that's another one that's got a lot of speculative trading in it. It's very volatile, like the cryptos, like uranium mining. A lot of people play the biotech that listen to our show. What's your take on it now? Is it starting to wake up? Yes, uh, 100%. It is definitely looking good. And in fact, I don't know if we talked about it, but I started calling uh, LabU, which is the leveraged ETF for the biotech space, uh, all the way back here in November 17th, 2023. That is when I noticed that there was a double bottom on the daily chart, and then price started to cross over the daily 50, and uh, I was getting all sorts of moxie signals on this thing. And then uh, from that point, LabU actually moved up 120%, pulled back to the daily 50, and now it's running again. So like CCJ, like uranium in general, uh, if this thing is going to keep going, if it's really going to be exciting, keep watching that daily 50 and see if price can continue to follow the daily 50. Other than that, I have been seeing an XBI. I mean, they're the same thing. So other than that, I have been seeing over, gosh, when all this started, which was basically November, November, December, I was looking at market internals and biotech was the largest leader as far as money inflows. And so you know, it probably has something to do with interest rates and all that kind of stuff, and maybe the economy. But biotech has the canary in the coal mine. I mean, it is singing like a bird and it's having a good time. And uh, it basically says risk on. And we're we're definitely seeing that with that space. Now, I have a hard time trading a lot of individual biotech stocks because if they have a, a clinical trial and they succeed or fail as far as their FDA approval or news, these things can go up or down 50, 60, 70% overnight, and you will not know anything about it because I don't know of anybody who really tracks these things. I don't know when a trial is coming out, so you can really get blindsided. So I personally, either I trade something that is related to to the biotech stocks that it doesn't have to deal with trials and success or failures of those, or I just trade the ETFs like XBI if you want to do some options or LabVIEW if you just want some leverage ETFs. So let's follow up on your comment that it seems like a more risk-on environment, especially for biotechs. Carry that over to the U.S. equity markets. We recently had the S&P touch all-time highs. Dow, I think, was very close to it. Nas oh, NASDAQ was very close to it. Russell 2000 is actually doing a little bit better today, but that's not near its all-time highs. What about the broad averages? What do you like? What do you dislike? I mean, they're doing well. Uh, as I said, I'm I'm a little surprised that they're still up here without some sort of pullback or correction. But, you know, I'm not going to fight it. I, I am keeping kind of one foot out the door just in case something changes. But everything's still running. And one way to look at that, you just mentioned the IWM. OK, it's it's still holding up. It's not looking bad. It's kind of flagging. Uh, you can look at the MDY, which is the mid caps looking fine too. You can look at the uh, RSP, which is the equal weight of the SPY. That kind of tells you, uh, you know, take away the Magnificent Seven. How is the market really doing? And it's still up and doing well. So uh, as we said, you know, we're going to keep riding this thing until the wheels fall off. And uh, I, I, am, I keep looking around for a pullback or correction or something to kind of do this because the internal is kind of mediocre, but it's not here yet. And we still have Bitcoin and cryptos and biotech and NVIDIA, you know, still doing well. So I'm going to stick with that. Well, TG, are there any sectors that you've seen be laggards that you think, you know what, these sectors, while they haven't participated as much, now that everything's in, in more of a risk on mode, maybe this is time to look at some of these laggard sectors? 
Well, I don't know if I've really noticed any laggards that I would like to get into that are going to play catch-up. That I have not seen, per se. Nothing's really kind of registering to my brain right now. The only thing I've kind of seen is that it's a stock picker's market to where, you know, we've got some stocks that are doing really well. Like, I'm looking at Frog doing really well. But then we have other stuff like D-Dog. It's doing okay. It kind of petered out for a little bit. Or we have something like DT, which got hammered on earnings. AAOI got hammered on earnings. Uh, PANW got hammered on earnings. But then other stuff is doing well. Squarespace looks like it wants to start moving up and breaking out. It has earnings coming up. You know, ARM is doing well. Some other stuff is still kind of chopping around. Uh, you know, we got things like Roblox, which just going sideways. But And then we have uh, what Roku got hammered on earnings. So... I'm kind of seeing a mixture out there. We got winners, we got losers. I don't see too much of a consistency other than the big AI type stuff and then crypto and biotech. So that's kind of why I'm like, I still got one foot out the door looking for this pullback because on one hand, things are getting knocked around and on the other hand, things are almost a little too frothy. So just kind of we're in that weird position. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think a number of people are looking at these markets saying, man, oh man, need to have some sort of a longer correction rather than just a couple days that quickly gets bought back. But hey, strengthen tech, strengthen Bitcoin, strengthen a lot of other markets, I guess continues to show just how much money continues to go into the markets broadly. TG, thank you as always for your time. It's great chatting with you. We'll chat again in another couple weeks. I hope you have a great rest of your week.